Welcome to another episode, in fact, episode 12 of Great Question with Mia and Kate. (laughs) (laughs) Mia's too busy laughing to introduce herself. I'm Mia. I'm Kate, and I'm not laughing as much as Mia is. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm decent. Okay. Why? Uh, Tell me about it. Well, we're on Zoom right now because I had a whole construction project happen at my house. It's uh, end of October 2022, and uh, I had remediation of mold and damage from Hurricane Ida. Mm-hmm. Hurricane Ida, mm-hmm. you'll recall, happened in August of 21. Yep. Oh, unfinished business. So it's nice to wrap that up. That's great. What have you been up to this weekend? What did I do this weekend? I think you had a gig at some point. I had a gig. I did a brunch gig at Silk Road, which is a delightful restaurant. But yeah, brunch gigs are always very weird. It's certainly not a listening crowd. Yeah. It's a mimosa listening crowd. Yeah. But, you know, it's a cool chance to to mess around with some stuff that I don't get to do very often and dust off some very old songs. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was fun. Are you doing like your, your like uh, more bedtimey type songs, we'll say, at a brunch gig? Yeah, I'll do like a PG... 13 version of a song if the sun is still up okay all right. feels weird just yelling an f-bomb at somebody while they're eating <laughs> breakfast <laughs> knuckle deep in a waffle and you're just like full f-bomb knuckle deep <laughs> and i took her out that's great you know i realized that we usually talk about like what we've been reading or listening to or watching and I don't know that I have much to report. Have you been reading, listening, watching? A little bit. I'm listening to um, Akata Woman, which is the third in the Nettie Okorafor, um Akata Witch trilogy. Oh, so. and I think our last episode you were on the second, right? Yes. Okay, nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What'd you say? That's audio? You're doing audiobook? Uh, Yes. Okay. And uh, mm-hmm. just watching Great British Baking Show. Oh, Yanush. Yeah, Wait, am I not caught up? Why are you talking about Yanush? No, just like he's a sweetheart. Oh, okay. Because yeah. you texted me, you're like, oh, it's not, it was a surprise or whatever. And it wasn't a surprise at all. Kevin needed to get the fuck off that show. Kevin seems like a nice man. No, no, no. The surprise was Yanush had a few trips and stumbles. He slipped up a little bit, but. Yeah, that was the surprise. No, nah, Yanush is not going anywhere. Okay. He's, he's going all the way to the finale. And, yeah, he and Sandro are then going to get a spinoff on Netflix and it's going to be great. You pointed that out and I did notice like a couple of like handshakes, winks yeah. in this episode. They were besties. Good for them. I'm glad they have each other. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what else? My brother and I got caught up on Great British Baking Show last night. Okay. We also watched a bunch of hot ones, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is just an entertaining interview show. Yeah. I love the hot sauce aspect. I love the chicken wings aspect. Obvs. The new <laughs> box of hot sauces is out. So. Oh God. We've got to do another one. Uh huh. Are you in this time? Um. Are you gonna punk out again? Whoa, whoa. I don't know. I just don't like being challenged like to it. things aggressively. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Who am I talking to right now? <laughs> I mean, I can issue the aggressive challenges, but receiving them. Also, if it's an aggressive challenge about like, hey, K, 
can we do a jazz off or can we do if i ever ask you to do a jazz off know that i am under duress i need you to call the cops (laughs) duress is such a good word um yeah like something i know about like i don't i don't know anything like i used to eat just regular ass hot wings from a, a restaurant in my hometown that's a, that's what i know okay you don't have to know anything mm. i mean it's just eating wings now here's it, it, i gotta ask increase in heat do you eat like the quantity of wings is it a large quantity of the like actual chicken what was that question like do you eat it because like sometimes i just get full easily uh, like do you eat a lot of chicken or that's up to you Okay. Um, I like to take at least two bites from each wing. Okay. Um, the mistake that we made the first time around was eating the entire wing. Mm-hmm. Then That's, by the end asking. of it, you've eaten ten wings. Yeah. Um, okay. Which is not advisable. Although I do it without issue. If it's like a medium spicy heat, I used to do like you know a good twenty. Okay. Well then, yeah, come on over. Yeah, but that, that's not like with the heat component. I know it's gonna blow your O ring out for sure. But <laughs> it's it's a fun time. I'm out to plan for that. Test your so. mental fortitude. Oh, that's test fine. your colorectal fortitude. Yeah, that's that's dubious at best. You so. got to clear the next day. That's for sure. And it also <laughs> depends on what you're drinking alongside it. Water's gonna make it worse. Yeah. So um, do, what do you do? Like just milk um i think this past time i did kefir or kefir Mm. if you're basic um (laughs) uh i also had some kombucha which helped as well i think my brother had some mango lassie but he wound up drinking like a whole that's too much that's really thick yes oh no 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 okay my brother also says beer is a great one so huh Okay. Let's get you a little bit sauced. Yeah, I mean that's that's enjoyable. When's it, do you have that on the on the docket at this point? Probably around Christmas. Oh um, my God, that's a long time from now. Oh, you trying to you trying to get on it now? No, if we could like wrap up the semester and not have to go to work the next day, that would be great. It sounds like you're committing to this on record. I'm mm. half thinking about it. I think we might need to do a bonus episode. <laughs> And then we just rip off Hot Ones. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, that's exactly what Hot Ones is. Yeah, whatever, man. Should we take a quick break and then uh, get into these questions that you have that are going to allegedly blow my mind? Yep. Can't wait. See you back after the break. Welcome back, y'all. We're here. Hey. About to drop this knowledge. Oh gosh. So I gotta ask you. You're big or little? I want that itty bitty. Give me little. Okay. Are you sure? The hell does that mean? Yes, I'm sure. Okay. What is about to happen to me? Here's your little question. Okay. And why? Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> Would you like that big question now? What are you even saying to me? What? Did I miss something? Did you glitch and I didn't hear something? 
All I heard was and why. Yeah, that's the question. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Am I supposed to get the big question first? Yes. Okay. Big question. Top five favorite movies and why? Big and little together. Five. Top five and why? Okay. Plan B was to go to film school. I was enrolled at Savannah okay. College of Art and Design. So this right. is... This means something to me. That's why it's a that's the big question. Okay. And you don't have to do like I mean if you want to you could do like number 1 all time. But you could also just do I don't even know that I can do favorites. I can okay. do like a bundle impactful. Yeah. Silence of the Lambs. Okay. Because it changed the horror genre for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up watching a lot of the boo scary monster movies. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, Silence of the Lambs. Okay, okay. Redefine the horror change. genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Hocus Pocus. Whoa, that really? That's also go interconnected. Into the top five. It was one of three VHS tapes I had as a kid. Okay. And I watched it year round, at least once a week. <laughs> um, wow. It was just so much fun. And it also introduced me to Bette Midler as a performer on stage. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, man, she can do everything. Yeah. She seems like a hoot just to hang out with. Yeah. In addition to the depth of talent. Yeah. And Penny Marshall directed Mm -hmm. the original, um, Mm -hmm. who was always a, a favorite of mine. And Gary Marshall with the cameo, even though they played husband and wife. Gross. And there was a Karen Terrier in that scene as well. Oh, okay, look at this. Ding, ding, ding. My, my. Ticks all the boxes. That was just, you know, a very comforting film for me. So okay. uh, right. I always had it handy. Also, in that stack of three VHSs was Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, man. Robin Williams was a huge influence on me as a performer mm-hmm. and just as a person who is silly. <laughs> Say what? Drive by fruiting is one of the best. Yeah, man. <laughs> from any movie. A Mercedes parked in front of my house. Like this was three or four days ago. No, <laughs> I should rip that shit off. <laughs> Take that, Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, I mean, there's that scene that I have memorized still, where he goes through all the voices, like he's interviewing with. Oh yeah. The, I guess it's like family services or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I recited it constantly i can recite most of that movie like from the top oh my god (laughs) yeah i loved it i love robin williams and i think i think that movie is why i do voices and make weird faces and and draw attention to myself that way okay that's three oh shit forrest gump no yeah really i got dragged to that by my father whenever that movie came out Time out. Google it. Oh, I'm going to say, wait, before you Google, 97? Maybe. Because I was too young to see it. (laughs) (laughs) 94. Oh, 1994, you say. So even less appropriate. I was seven years old Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I saw that movie in the theater and there's a whole ass war. I don't know if you recall. Yep. 
There's Vietnam. like PTSD with like missing appendages. Yes. There's a lot of heartbreak, a lot of drugs. Bubba's guts fall out. Like it's. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I want to go home. Uh, it's another movie that I probably have memorized. Um, but it was one that left a big impression when I first saw it. And then every time I watch it, I learn something new. Oh. And it's, you know, like historical about the movie stuff. Or the history of the scenes. Yeah, like the true stuff that coincides with, you know, his life experiences. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It 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 just fascinates me. And the soundtrack is killing. Oh my god. Yeah. I actually think I might have that on C D. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I learned a bunch of good music just by watching that movie. Mm-hmm. And I learned about HIV from Jenny. Oh. So Cool beans. Is that four? That's four. Okay. Five. Gosh. Can five just be a a bunch? Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of a toss-up between The Godfather Part One Ooh, shit. and The Departed. <laughs> um, missed that second one. The Run Departed. Me. Nope. Let's do it one more time. The Departed. Departed's really good. The Departed is a great movie. I saw Quit it in like no. I saw it in theaters four times. Just a great movie. Just great writing. Great mm-hmm. storytelling. But who's the director for that? Martin Scorsese. That's right. That's right. That's Please right. That's put right. some respect on it. I forgot that, that was him. Would we have such a well-crafted story like The Departed without The Godfather? Probably not. Let's jump into The Godfather. Let's do it. Part three I can have... fuck off and die. Wait, what did you just say? I said part no. three no. can fuck no. off and no. die. See? I don't want to see Sofia Coppola on in the steps? a film. No. When, on the steps. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up because that scene Ugh. haunts me to this day because I always think that I've accidentally sat on the remote when Robert De Niro starts quote unquote crying because his mouth is just hanging open for like seven seconds of silence it's so uncomfortable Andy Garcia's in that I met him recently he's a very nice dude what we can't see listeners is she's doing an imitation of and then he finally starts crying it's terrible come on no here that movie is not as bad as people make it out to be but it is when but you look not. at part one and part two, oh I own the God. box set. It's not so. Do I? That it's delightful. One never gets open. Oh no, I really like it. That's okay. Blech. And I like two better mm-hmm. than one. A lot of people do, and I, I will, I, I go back and forth. Sure. But I think seeing the full arc of Michael Corleone in part one is just much more rewarding for me. Mm-hmm. And part two is great because you get that arc with Don Corleone. Um, yeah, I love the history. Yeah, which is is fun to have those stories told in a Main parallel streets, way. But New York Michael immigrants. is just sort of like a dick in part two for the entire yeah. movie. And it's just Is that like, the one where he beats what? the shit out of Kay when she's pregnant? Yeah, she gets an abortion behind his back. Yeah. Yeah. That was tough. That was tough. Um, What's his sister's name? Why can't I ever think of his sister? Connie. Yeah. She was problematic. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I feel like she'd be a lady I'd know and just loathe. I know a couple. <laughs> it's like, God, you keep setting us all back. Fuck. <laughs> so yeah, I guess that's I guess that's four and some change. Oh, are you gonna regret this? I'm nervous that I set you up to regret your answers later. Yeah, I mean I'm I will never not replay conversations in my head and think of smarter things that I could have said. Well, so it's I mean, great that's... that we record these conversations so that I can listen to it over and over again. <laughs> okay, okay, your turn. So, one of your top five. Oh, is one of my top five. I know which one. Yeah, I think we. What was this last podcast? Maybe two ago. Silence of the Lambs, and we talked in depth about how it was filmed in Western Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Demi. Yep. I just feel like there are movies that I love because of color saturation and like shot composite, but his was like lack of color became color, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Like just fucking slate gray. And that like that is true to that area. Mm -hmm. It is just gray and brown for most of the year. Sounds beautiful. Right? Sounds like a treat. (laughs) And then through that, these characters that had, I was telling the students this, I love when I have to lean in to a musician or to an actor because they are like acting in as opposed to acting out. Okay. Like I love when I'm like, what more is going on? Mm -hmm. And I feel like Jodie Foster, it was a strong female character, but Mm -hmm. also somebody who like clearly had like inner misgivings and, and conflict, which, you know, that's any character ever, but like. Yeah, she just brought those nuances out. I I love watching her jaw, like when mm. she has to talk to him, mm-hmm. like just the way she moves her jaw, and then him. Oh yeah, it's just it's just so good. And yeah, about changing the the genre or the expectations of the horror genre, that's the kind of stuff I love. And I didn't know there was a place for me in horror watching because it was all. Like, what was coming out that time? Like, I don't know, it was like Hellraiser and Freddy yes. Krueger and just like the stuff. Yes. Like, I don't like that. Fuck yeah. But like mental fucking warfare and then wearing people mm-hmm. as coats. Like, let's fucking do it. <laughs> Even Buffalo Bill, like that actor. Oh, God. It was like just so good. It was all just so good. And it was just like. I couldn't watch so many things because he was in it. And I was like, nope, you make me uncomfortable <laughs> in a core part of my being. I feel that way about nope. Peter Sarsgaard. Um, Interesting. Anyhow. Okay, so that's not my number one. Dr. Lecter. Dr. Lecter. That was pretty good. Have you worked on that? Um, Jodie Foster is one of my go-tos. I have never heard that impression. Specifically from that movie. We're going to have to. I also do Buffalo Bill. <laughs> oh, was she a great big fat person? Yes. No. <laughs> I forgot about that. I loved, all right, I'm not done talking about that movie. Okay. The house scene, like the final, I guess that's the final scene, right? The way the camera moves and the way the camera forces your perspective to move with it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and then and like. That night vision shit. Ooh. Oh my God. And then like the house, it turns out like they're banging on a door, not the same, like, cause you think it's all the same. Oh yes. <sighs> And that was like young Kate again, probably too young, but like young Kate saw that and I was like, you can do that in movies. Cool. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. I just love that. All right. So number one for me. Okay. Is, oh, I also know this one. Do you? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Have we talked about this? The movie yeah. Yes? Yeah. What? God, I think we just... We have I still haven't found a stream to watch online. Oh, I have it on DVD. I got you. I'm trying to connect with you. But yes, tell the people about yes. Holy shit. All right, so female director, <laughs> Sally Potter. It is f- fully um, scripted in rhyming quatrains. And it's set in modern times. So it's not like Shakespeare revived or anything. It's set in modern times. It's about people's relationships and the granular pieces of those relationships and it's just about who sees what in whom I guess is is how I would say that without giving too much away I love interpersonal stuff of like what are the roles that you take on because the way that people see you Mm. which side note early on in the pandemic I used to say like hell is other people (laughs) and that quote (laughs) Like we take that quote out of context by just saying hell is other people. But the the quote really is a much longer explanation of the confines of which others see you and the Mm. role that you play to them is is the hell of other people that have created for Mm -hmm. you. But yeah, I don't know. It just it's it's a beautiful film. I haven't seen it in a long time. We should watch it. That'd be great. That feels like a lot of pressure. It's okay for you to not like it. Okay. Um, all right. So that's definitively number one for me. Silence of the Lambs, I don't think is number two. Okay. Whatever. Because I've had time to order these in my head. Yeah. Which is a bunch of bullshit. I know. Okay. I'm sorry, yep. But this is the. Because I've just remembered Love and Basketball. Fuck. <laughs> Honorable mention. <laughs> all right. So. I think number two is actually occupied by a part one and a part two movie. I just watched them last night for the 80,000th time. I imagine this was going to make an appearance. Who are you going to call? <laughs> um, Man, I feel like we're revisiting a lot of uh, a lot of topics here. Bustin' makes me feel good. Right? Part two. <laughs> Those movies are just so smart and dumb at the same time mm-hmm. and it just I remember like the first one came out in 84 I was one and I remember watching those and I actually think I prefer two because I was <laughs> I can't I can't watch it why not the slime Vigo I don't like him at all oh man he, he- ruined a big part of my childhood. <laughs> that actor, um, I think was part of like the Third Reich somehow. Like some terrible association with Hitler. It fucking looks like yeah. it. Um, fuck him. But I think I'm just more partial to two because I was old enough when it first came out to see it like hot off the press. Mm-hmm. But my God, I just, I, it's just so good and funny and it works for people who are young like me when I was first saw it and like didn't get all the like Venkman sexy jokes and it was just slapstick mm-hmm. and Rick Moranis is just like a saint like I just I yes. think he's just so talented and freaking Harold Ramis so I will fully admit that Egon was one of my first crushes I just thought he was the coolest wow. scientist ever 
and like okay. he was just like so like way too cool for Janine who clearly had a crush on him like it was just it was great <laughs> so yeah Ghostbusters 1 and 2 are just I'll watch one all day so you can't watch two at all I can't it it deeply upsets me I think that was maybe the first movie that ever gave me nightmares and I Ghostbusters saw it, 2 yeah, I saw it well nightmares. after I saw Child's Play, One, oh, Two, Three, oh, 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 oh. Pet Cemetery. Oh. I can handle all that. There was something very sinister and very dark about his face and his eyes. Wind and then he would no. <laughs> Are you done? I'm done. I'm done. I'm sorry. It's so good, though. It's so good. I still laugh. Like, it still gets me to laugh. I have a weird dream now. God damn it. I'm going to put a <laughs> marker on this. Um, and shout out to the soundtracks. There's some oh, great yeah. songs. And a young Kate obliterated the tape of the soundtrack because she played it so much. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so talking about things and tapes that we obliterated... I think my heart's number one, if we're just going by heart, yeah, is Labyrinth. Okay. Oh I'm very proud God. that I knew these. I don't think you know number five. Okay, great. Let's talk about Labyrinth, though. Labyrinth, pants. my God. Let's talk about it. I just, I thought it was possible. Like, I thought, I thought that, like, you could say the spells, have David fucking Bowie show up, and, like, just chuck you into this kooky world of beautiful puppets like i loathe puppets um of all sorts except henson creations i don't know why they are okay that's crazy i've never actually put that together yeah so like muppets fraggles mm-hmm. uh sesame and henson uh sorry labyrinth mm-hmm. like all those henson puppets oh my god they're just gorgeous like they are just characters and then the music, <laughs> if I need, that's like a yeah. secret weapon. There's like the Stevie Wonder go-to, put her in a good mood. But if I need, like, we got to go the extra mile to put me in a good mood. Oh, man. Yeah. The Labyrinth soundtrack. Okay. Yeah, I blew through two different cassette tapes of the soundtrack and a VHS copy of the movie just nice. watching it over and over and over and over and that was um what's her name's first movie jennifer connelly Mm -hmm. um it's a pretty like fucked up dynamic now as an adult woman to think about but it just seemed like such a fun romp into into (laughs) crazy time that one gave me some weird dreams too sure yeah it just he's he was just such a completist i think that's what i like he's such a completist in the environments he created, like little tiny blinky things in the like way off distance of a shot that he mm-hmm. knew needed to be included to like create the full picture. There's a, a small worm at the beginning of that movie or a caterpillar and it had 20 puppeteers associated with it just to have this one mm-hmm. tiny interaction. It's just a visionary. I don't know. Just And Jim oh, yeah. Henson just seemed like a beautiful soul. Yeah. So this last one, I think this might surprise you. Okay. And these are all like such 1980s movies. This is, well, well yeah. This is 90s. Uh, when Harry Met Sally. Okay. God, I love that movie. It is 
the schmaltziest, like this is love type. Yeah. But I do like human interactions. Those mm-hmm. are the stories that I, I I gravitate to is humans figuring themselves out, showing their flaws, suffering because of those flaws, you know, creating that tension and and then the dynamic between two people. Mm-hmm. It's just and it's great with the like the cut shots to the couples. Yes. I don't know. Like it's just it's the epitome of what we thought success especially in like white America it looked like we're still like not acknowledging diversity at all in the, the time of, of that movie. And it's like, Oh mm-hmm. God, looking back, come on, Jesus. Um, <laughs> but like New York penthouse, New Year's Eve parties where you get dressed up and like, mm-hmm. it was just such like, that was the model of, you know, like wall street, you earn your money and, yeah, I don't know. I really, I can quote that movie. This is the movie that I can quote. And just like, I ran friends out of a room at one point. I was like disowned wow. partially um, because of just constant reciting of uh, of that script. It's a great script. I've got a copy of it on my bookshelf. You have a copy All of the script? Annotated and notes and stuff. Yeah, I read a bunch of screenplays and stuff in high school huh. when I was Who's it annot- first starting Oh, it's annotated out. by you? Yeah. Huh. I mean, you can't go wrong with Rob Reiner, you know, like he's the feel good. I mean, you can't go wrong with Nora Ephron. <laughs> yes, you also can't go wrong That's with what Nora you mean Ephron. to say. That was another one that I watched a bunch as a kid because my abuelita only had like 10 tapes. <laughs> um, and that was one of my aunts. And so that was like one of the cool ones. Yeah. And so I'd watch that. And then I went to Cats in New York and was just standing in the middle of it like, <laughs> and you can tell the workers are like, oh God, another one. Like if she starts making noises, it was like, I kind of want to, <laughs> but I didn't. I always thought it was so cool that like adults bought their own Christmas trees. Wow. Okay. That was like mind blowing for me as a, a young person watching that movie. Like, oh, wow. Adults need Christmas trees, too. Huh. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I think those are my my top five. And I think about music this way, too. Like, do we only like the things that happened to us while pinnacle moments were happening in our own lives? You know, mm-hmm. like, when you're a teenager, you're just, like, so spongy and able to absorb things and you have so many feelings all the time like do you only Mm -hmm. like music that you encounter in those times in your life or like you know as a younger person all those movies except for yes I mean yes was like early 2000s I think all of those hit in like young Kate or high school Kate's life like is that is that the Mm. only reason we like those types of things I don't know I think probably I mean Mine are all pretty old, with the exception of The Departed. Um, Wait, which one? The Departed. Oh, yeah, okay, great. You know, we hit milestones developmentally, and we use association to hold those experiences close to us. Those milestone moments, they will, like, always kind of tap into bone marrow. Which is crazy, because, I mean, I've seen some really fantastic films lately. And I'm sure, you know, looking back in, you know, like another 10 or 15 years or something, you know, my list might be a little more recent 
Black Panther's another one that gets an honorable mention. Mm. And that's crazy to think about because that wasn't a part of my childhood. I wasn't a comic book person when I was a kid or a superhero person when I was a kid. But even now as an adult, seeing myself represented in that capacity is huge and it feels monumental every time. Yeah, Um, Yeah, I love that. I love I love this conversation. Okay, yeah, me too, fam. Why'd you say it like that? Well, just because I kind of I threw you a curveball with the like little and big were one question, really. Yeah, I wish you'd been more clear and just said say big. <laughs> no, it's more fun <laughs> to string that around. That hurt my brain. That's the point. Any honorable mentions for you? Oh. So no. You know what? <laughs> um, this is gonna sound ridiculous. I really loved the movie Blow when it came out. Johnny Depp, Penelope Cruz. Sure did. Are you a cokehead? And I'm just now learning <laughs> this about you. Cokehead. I, just, I don't know if you knew this about me. I love cocaine. <laughs> I am not, in fact, a cokehead. It's incredible. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I really like that. I need to go back. I've got... Oh, my God. Out of sight. I'm fucking up. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's a bunch that I am forgetting. Uh, like, there are so many that, God, like, I approached the ones that I gave you as just a human being with feelings and, you know, like we said, touching on these milestones. Yeah. There's a whole other list when it comes to me wanting to be a filmmaker, mm. especially a filmmaker of color. Like, that's where Love and Basketball comes in because Gina prince Bythewood wrote it and directed it herself and I was like that's my shit right there I'm gonna go play for USC I'm gonna play for the LA Sparks <laughs> and then I'm gonna write a movie about that shit um yeah I know I'm gonna think of some some honorable mentions that I'm upset about it's gonna haunt me all night <laughs> I'm glad that my podcast question can haunt you this way all right folks well I think we can put a cap on another great question Excellent question. Ooh. Because it was just one. But, you know. A singular, multifaceted, great question. Yeah, I'll give you props. This was a, this was a fun one. That's it. I thought it might be. I would love it if you would rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends. I would love that too, yes. Rent out a, a plane with a banner at the beach Ooh, with our graphic. I love those. Just brag about it. Please do. <laughs> You're supposed to end it. I thought you were gonna say something. <laughs> Please do. Please do. All right, y'all. We gonna pack it in. We are professionals. Later, Gators. <laughs> Catch you on the flip. <laughs>